Accra gets busy on this frequency. 92.7, 3FM. Johnny's Bite. Johnny's Bite. On Sunrise. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Has been Allah, Wanima al-Wakil. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Assalamu alaikum. It's Wednesday. Welcome to Johnny's Bite. Today is St. Valentine's Day. But today also, most importantly, is Ash Wednesday. So it signals the 40-day period of fasting. And if you walk into any Catholic church, any Anglican church, Presbyterian church, Methodist church, uh, you, will, you will be imposed with ashes to remind you, as is said in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 20, that we are dust and into dust we shall return. So don't miss the opportunity. signals 40 days of fasting. And while you fast, pray for Ghana because it's important that a country gets back on track. I am not saying that we are off track. Our leadership has agreed that we are off track, whether we are turning the corner, we are bending the corner, we are not out of the woods, whatever it is. There is something that is wrong. And if we are an, a, a praying nation and we believe that the battle is for the Lord, we will be praying for our country while we work diligently to uh, fix these things. Today also there's a very big demonstration that's happening to fix our football, a big demonstration. And there's, there's, there are too many things that are wrong with our football. And so today the demonstration will happen. If you have time, and I'm sure you do, please join so that we can get uh, things going again. There are a lot of things that need fixing, and we will have to save our football and save our nation and return uh, to the former glory and pride that we have. Now, take me to the Ghana School Feeding Program. Pull up a letter for me. It says, uh, it's dated February 13, 2024. Notice delayed payment of third term 2023 arrears for school feeding caterers. The Ghana School Feeding Program, under the auspices of the Ministry of Gender, Children and Social Protection, wishes to inform all caterers that the Ministry of Finance has released the warrant to the Controller and Accountant General to mobilize funds to defray the third-term arrears for 2022-2023 academic year. So the Minister for Finance, many have been asking for his head. He's still there. The Controller and Accountant General, who also left his work and went to contest for MPship, his people rejected him woefully at the polls. He's also back there. But he had been asked to mobilize funds to defray the third-term arrears for 2022-2023 academic year. Mind you, we are in 2024. Consequently, Ashanti, Eastin, Greater Accra, Northeast, and part of the Northern region have been paid 56 days of the terms arrears. We would like to express our deepest appreciation and gratitude to our cherished caterers, especially those in the 11 regions that are yet to receive their payments for the third term of 2023 academic year for their patience and comportment. The delay in the payment of arrears is not a deliberate attempt to compound the caterer's situation, but it is as a result of some circumstances beyond the control of the National Secretariat of the Ghana School Feeding Program and the Ministry of Gender. 
caterers in these remaining regions, that's Ahafo, Bono, Bono East, Central, Western, Western North, Upper East, Volta, Savannah, Oti, and Upper West region are informed that government and other relevant stakeholders are working hard to make the funds available to settle the arrears, okay? Payment data for the yet-to-be um, paid regions have been processed, awaiting the release of the remaining for funds to, for disbursement. We want to reiterate management's commitment to ensure that the arrears due all caterers are repaid accordingly. School feeding program. Now, this will not be the first time, but it has happened too often and too quickly and too rapidly, and it is not funny anymore. The caterers talk to some of us, and the caterers tell, tell us the kind of humiliation that they go through. One of the caterers that I spoke with, and the information I have is that they are now beginning to pay the areas or those places where they think that the caterers are, in quote, difficult. So they are trying to sort them out. And then they have left out those places where the caterers are not difficult. And then another caterer tells me that their monies have been kept. But then if you go asking for your monies and you decide to uh, strike or you decide not to cook for the children or you decide to uh, demonstrate or to protest like they did at their shanty, in the Ashanti region and the, the minister told them off and regrettably he has not apologized for that, your contract may be abrogated. And it is a sad thing. Now, let's look at the reason for instituting the Ghana School Feeding Program. It's there on the website. The, the reason. Since 2005, when we said that, let's read together. It says the Ghana School Feeding Program, which started in 2005, is an initiative of the Comprehensive Africa uh, Agricultural Development Program, Pillar 3, which seeks to enhance food security and reduce hunger in line with the Millennium Development Goals on Hunger, Poverty, and Malnutrition. The immediate objectives um, of the program are to, one, increase school enrollment, attendance, and retention. Good initiative. Two, reduce short-term hunger and malnutrition amongst kindergarten and primary school children. Three, boost domestic food production. We can talk about the achievements, 1.69 million children, 37.4%, all of those ones we talk about. You can check when the, when the last time we updated this, uh, February 9, 2017, 3.01 p.m. You, you can, we, we can leave that. But this is the main thing. Poverty reduction, long term, we're looking at stopping hunger, we're looking at the enrollment numbers, we're looking at local production, because if they are consuming, that means that we're producing. I would not even want to talk about planting for food and jobs. But it is becoming increasingly difficult that the, the main ob objectives which we ourselves set up to say, this is how we want to go about things. We are, not, we are not playing. And we see the opulence being displayed all around us. Prioritization of key things like this is not there. We are unable to pay caterers. We are unable to pay them decent money to cook nutritional food for our children. 
But one of the key objectives, immediate objectives, is to stop, reduce malnutrition and hunger. Schools, some, some school children still do not have their uniforms as promised them. Some schools lack furniture. Some schools are, are still under trees. And then we leave all of that, and the first thing that comes into our mind, because it's a populist thing to say, is that we are going to give the children, uh, what do you call it, tablets. We have failed to give children common textbooks. We have failed in many respects for, for deductions that we have made in respect of one teacher, one laptop. Some teachers are still yet to receive their laptops. The textbooks are not there. And we are busy and happy talking about one student, one uh, tablet, because it will, it will ring a bell in their minds. Why do we do these things? Why do we do these things to ourselves? Why, do we, why are we so wicked to our, ourselves? Children are not being fed in school. We put the objectives there. The great Amakutu uh, uh, deceased, he, they put it there. They put it there that this, this is the main reason. And it was good thinking. Today, caterers cannot ask for their monies. They go to the market. The market women are talking anyhow. Those of them who have gone to banks for loans to be able to uh, satisfy uh, the prerequisites, cook for the children and all of that, they are being harassed and chased by the banks and their lenders, and they can't even sleep well. You should be speaking to the caterers. You hear some of the things, but they can't go and do 419. They can't go and do sakawa. They can't go and steal. So they will have to cook. And we are not even paying that. The painful part is that today, how much does one egg cost? Today, a bowl of kinky, how much does it cost? Let's be fair and honest to ourselves. And we are even, we even owe them for 2022, 2023. So how, how is any serious business person supposed to be turning around? It's a, it's a serious matter. This is a national security issue. And we are thanking them for their patience and we are grateful to them. But they also have families. How do their families feed? How do they pay their workers? Those laborers who help them to, to, to do their work, how do they take care of them? Does anybody really care? And that the, the nomenclature of the ministry is Ministry of Gender, Children, and Social Protection. Where is that social protection element? Where is it? The social protection element in the nomenclature of the ministry, do you see it in the activities of the ministry? We have not given the basics of life, food, clothing, and shelter. We have failed to give the children school uniforms. We have failed to feed them. We have failed for those who are under schools under trees, and we are talking to them about tablets. Nobody has said that tablets are not good, though. But you do what, what is important before you do what is nice. Today, as we speak, there are still schools that are supposed to be training children in ICT, but those schools have no electricity. Those schools have not seen a computer before. 
I know schools where the teachers who teach IT have their own laptop that they bring to the school to teach. On days when they don't bring their laptops, ICT doesn't happen. It is in Ghana, in this country. But when you raise the critical issues, they'll put you, they'll try and put you in a political clothing. Before 2017, when we spoke, we were well-meaning Ghanaians who were thinking well about Ghana. Today, when you speak, they say, oh, you, you hate the government. You have not said anything nice about the government. When the government bought, what do you call it, street lights and, and the traffic lights and were fitted, them, I, I, I stood there and applauded. Does it mean that when the, those street lights and those traffic lights go, go off, I shouldn't talk about it? I will talk about them because I will see the accidents as they happen. And you will see how lives and property will be affected. So you will talk about them. It doesn't make you an enemy of the state. When all the 10 people who wanted to wave the flag on behalf of the NPP uh, in, in trying to, who would take over from Nanado, and they all were saying the things that they, they said, even much more, worse things, the hard truth. Were they also classified as enemies of the state? What didn't Dr. Engineer Kwabna Japan say? What didn't Kennedy Japan say? What didn't Boatye Jaku say? What didn't Kodopoku say? What didn't Engineer Dainimo say? What did Dr. Baumia himself not say? What did Mr. Jogate not say? Were, were they considered enemies of the state because they are pointing out what is wrong about a regime that they belong to? Some of them said that cabinet ministers. Did they, did they ever, were they ever classified as such? If it's from you, it's okay. Show me that, Dr. Baumia post. Today we're talking about how much we have borrowed. It says MPP would have built a thousand factories with 40 billion US dollars. That's what Dr. Baumia said. It's dated June 24, 2016. Today, how much has Dr. Baumia, together with his boss, so driver and mate, the driver and mate economy, how much has been borrowed and how many factories have been built? This was in 2016. Oh. The economists will tell you that our debt stock from Dr. Nkrumah all the way down to John Mahama, if you put it together and you put between 2017 and now how much we have borrowed, some which we owe up to the next 40, 45 years, you can't put the two together. This, it, it transcends different administrations. Oh. It transcends Nkrumah, transcends Buzia, trans, transcends the military regimes, transcends Jerry Rollins, Atamils, Mahama. When you put it together... Dr. Baumia and his boss, driver and Meta, borrowed more than all of them put together. But he was busy telling us how we're going to build a thousand factories with 40 billion US dollars. How many factories have been built? How much have we borrowed? It's, it's, a, it's a basic assessment. Then he said it, it made sense to us. Today, we are, we are putting up that same thing to say, boss, okay, come, come and tell us. You have borrowed so much. How many factories have you built? Because you gave us the impression that with the benefit of power and borrowing so much, as much as $40 billion, you can achieve this. Times have changed, yes? Conditions may have changed. But what have you borrowed? How much have you borrowed? And what have you used those monies for? It's a simple question. 
And nobody should begrudge you if you're asking those questions. For example, if the people of Cape Coast said, they remember what Dr. Babia told them, people of Cape Coast, I have good news for you. An airport makes sense. How about the, the triangle? If they ask the question, where is our airport? Should you be angry with them? They held no gun to nobody's head to say, people of Cape Coast, I have good news for you. You came to tell them that you have good news for you. They clapped for you, and they indeed voted for you. So today they ask you, where is that airport? Will you, should you be angry? You should not be angry. You should be explaining to the people. It's basic. See, find me that our market woman friend, eh? Find me that our market woman friend, please. <laughs> I'm sure this woman will be happy that today Dr. Baumia is suggesting to us that when he wins power, or if he wins, he will abolish the E-Levy. This woman made the, the other market women believe that it is the panacea, and that by questioning or critiquing and saying that the E-Levy was not necessary like the economists had told us and the finance people had told us meant that you were against Nanado. Today, that's your market woman. I'm sure she'll be singing a different song. Principle. The thing called principle. Sometimes I think we just lack it. Principle. One principle. That you promise one thing and you're being held for it, and you're being asked questions, and then instead of answering the question, you turn it into name-calling, attacking, and insults. This year, we no go grieve for anybody. We no go grieve. You promised this. Have you delivered it? If you haven't delivered, why haven't you delivered? It's as simple as that. You can insult, you can name-call, do whatever it is. You said this. You have not done this. Why have you not done it? When will you do it? Why couldn't you do it? Simple questions, then you answer. Simple questions, then you answer. Dr. Baumia told us we will have concrete roads and that asphalt, ro asphalt roads will be a thing of the past. A concrete road makes sense. So then you ask him, when he starts talking about the kilometers of road that have been constructed, he says, boss, how much of the, the, the quantum you are mentioning are concrete roads, and where are the concrete roads that you said would, would, would come and uh, change the asphalt roads or replace the asphalt roads? And since you have been vice president and since you, you have been part of this important government and cabinet and everything else, how many contracts have you given for, for uh, what do you call it, for concrete roads to be constructed? It's as simple as that. And if you have not done that, so for example, on the 2nd of February, I spoke about Terminal 3. Show me. I spoke about Terminal 3. And then I told you how the roof was, was in a bad shape around the cafeteria. I showed it here on Johnny's Bite. The airport company is fixing it. And they have assured that they are fixing it. 
When I, I did it, there were some people of Ghana who said, oh, you everything about this guy, only saying the negative things, which is more negative than somebody traveling and coming through our, our airport, which is a, you know, a, a, a place of pride that has, that has shown us out there. Eh? The person comes in and they see that the roof is rotting. How shameful will it be? The whites were seeing it. Our visitors were seeing it as a first port of call. And since I spoke about it, they are fixing it. That is how we build a nation. We don't build a nation by being stuck with, with a political ideology and being stuck with it so that even if something is going wrong, we still are stuck with it because a Yeme party. Whose, whose mindset is that? Then tribal undertones, unnecessary tribal undertones are also tossed in there. Who, 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 how do you build a nation like that? As I said, this year, we no go grief for anybody. We will ask you the questions, and you have to answer the questions. Have a good morning. Johnny's Bite. Johnny's Bite. On Sunrise.